Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, the end of next month, we'll see the release of Tetris the Movie on Apple Plus TV. Now, you can stifle your groans. This isn't an attempt to make a game with no characters or story arc into a film. Instead, it's about the person who invented it and who got to own it. Dan Ackerman is a tech reporter and the author of The Tetris Effect. Afternoon, Dan. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, so for the, the roots of this, we have to go back to the Soviet Union. It's true. It's a real Cold War story. Uh, it's basically about almost a tech startup behind the Iron Curtain in the Soviet Union by people who really didn't have access to modern technology or even understand what entrepreneurship is, and yet somehow built this gigantic business that's still around all these years later. Right. Okay. And and the, uh, so the person who actually invented it, they, they, they were, was it a private enterprise company they were working for? Or was it some sort of state-owned kind of outfit? Yeah, especially back in the 80s, there was almost no such thing as a private enterprise. So Alexei Pajitnov, who was a mathematician and early computer programmer, he worked at a state-funded research institution. And on the super primitive computers they had, after he was done with his day job work, he was fooling around trying to recreate some of the early arcade games he had seen and trying to recreate some of the puzzles he was a fan of as a child. And that's how he started to put together these simple block puzzles, uh, just using kind of little bracket keys on, on the keyboard because you didn't have any graphics on those computers back then. Mm. So, I mean, uh, so how did it then sneak its way uh, uh, over, you know, out of the Soviet Union? It's almost uh, it's almost like a viral story. It's like what viral media was back before you had social media. Uh, you had to actually take a copy of this program and give it to someone else physically. We used to call that sneaker net. And they would put it on their computer and they would give a copy to a friend, a copy to a friend. And before you knew it, people were making all kinds of copies and sending them to other uh, Cold War countries. Uh, and eventually somebody uh, from the West who was looking for basically software to license and release in the West from behind the Iron Curtain said, oh, my gosh, this game looks awesome. I totally have to get this and release this in Europe, in the US, everywhere. And that's what he did. Right. And, and but did he say, oh, well, I should, you know, did he not just, just think, OK, I'll just release it. What are they going to do? Or did he go over to the Soviet Union and say, I want to buy this? You know, the guy's name was Robert Stein, uh, and he was a you know software entrepreneur and, and a little bit of a trailblazer in these things. Now, he did make an attempt to try to license the game officially, but back in the 80s in the Soviet Union, they didn't really have any concept of software licensing or intellectual property rights, and he ran into basically a lot of red tape and uh, said, you know what, I'm just going to do this anyway, and we're going to sort it out later. Uh, and that's, that really is the key to the game's success, but also led to so many problems later and this kind of like Cold War threat espionage sort of vibe where everyone was trying to figure out where the money went right okay and the, the uh, uh, presumably the original developers of this game in the soviet union were none too pleased when they heard this was happening you know, Alexei Pashitnov um, and anyone who's really involved in something like that in the Soviet Union at the time, don't, they don't really have a lot of rights. The government uh, takes over everything. They own everything. Uh, so all these Western software companies ended up negotiating with basically the Soviet software trade agency. Uh, and they were certainly not pleased to find out that somebody was selling copies of their game. They had made some early deals for computer versions, but then it was in arcades. It was on early consoles like the Nintendo. Uh, and this guy, Hank Rogers, shows up to say, hey, I want to get more licenses and they're like who are you and where did all these games go and where's the money for them uh and he was the guy who was able to get through the bureaucracy and get them on his side 
very difficult to do, obviously, back in the 1980s in the Soviet Union. Mm. And the name of that film is Tetris. Uh, and as I say, that is going to be released uh, at the end of next month on Apple Plus TV. Uh, Dan, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Dan Ackerman. Uh, he's a tech reporter, uh, game designer himself, and the author of The Tetris Effect. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.